broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm Sam Edwards. I'm third generation cure master from S. Wallace Edwards and Sons in Surrey, Virginia. We support the Heritage Radio Network because we believe in the cause and what they're doing. They're supporting family-raised uh, livestock, small family farms, uh, certified humane, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free. Basically, we take the products from Heritage Foods USA and make them into uh, Serrano-style hams, prosciutto-style hams, bacon, sausage, like my grandfather did. You can find us at Surrey Farms. Dot com or virginiatraditions.com We're knee deep episode 14 morning after with Jason Colucci um, and then we're going on hiatus uh, Jack Inslee I don't know where you're going to be on hiatus but I will be in Hawaii for two weeks I'll probably be in uh, Bushwick oh Bushwick yeah. Uh, I want to, Jack. I wanted to talk to you for a couple of minutes because no one hears the, that, that voice in there. That sort of uh, the guy that's here five days a week, Jack. Um, you are about to hear live broadcast on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> well, that's that's it. Um, I wish there was some better uh, uh, audio on that thing. I wish you made your. I don't know. I wanted more bass in that and that sort of cut in. Yeah. But that's just that's just me, Jack. You do a show here during the week, right? I do. Yeah. Full service radios Wednesdays at six. And what is what's that all about? Um, I have kind of like DJs that I book that I work with, sometimes uh, live performers, rappers, singers, kind of a mixed bag, just the musicians that I work with in my off time. So, always a mixed bag. Have you ever had Genitari on? No, I haven't. I'm excited to hear her. Well, this is an exclusive here. Um, I mean, not exclusive in the sense of they've performed before, but exclusive to the Heritage Radio Network. I'm really excited. But Jack, your title here for uh, the station is exactly what? Uh... They call me executive producer. It sounds pretty cool, so I, I stick with it. But um, I produce engineer, well, you know, engineer mostly and oversee the 28 shows a week we have here. And, you know, make the, keep the sponsors happy, keep everything running, keep the website functioning. And you're an NYU guy. You graduated. You met the yeah. uh, uh, Patrick Martins. And um, this whole station kind of came about. It was sort of his brainchild with a bunch of different oh, yeah. people. And you've been here since day one. That's right. And what, uh, other than the morning after coming to the station, what are some of the really highlights of the past couple of years? Um, yeah, morning after, man. I don't know if anything compares, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's always fun here, man. The guests are always fun. Uh, beer sessions is always a blast. You know, I never got free beer here until they came along, so I'd say that was a pivot, pivotal point for me. But you do get a free margarita pizza. I d- not anymore, oh. really. Those <laughs> <laughs> um, days are gone. There's a lot of berets in the uh, studio. I thought I said, oh, you're just going, oh, hey, that's my girlfriend. Hey, Bennett, how's it going? Um, so other than that, Jack, uh, what, what, what are we looking for in 2012? That's the year, guys, right? Is that we're we're looking to? for millions of listeners and nothing short of that. And I think this is the year. I think this is sort of the Malcolm Gladwell tipping point, whatever you want to call it. I think next year is the year for the station and um do you like people to listen to on the itunes end of it or through the network because i'm kind of it it goes back and forth um what is your what are your thoughts my thoughts are for people to download if they're you know restaurant people that they're in they're in transit in the morning or right. in, they're in a kitchen it's good for them to have it on their sort of uh, well, you know, yeah, we, you know that's why we make sure to say heritage radio network all the time during the shows because if you do catch it in itunes and it's really the same difference you know I don't, I don't really mind one word. Whatever's easier for the person. I know sometimes a podcast just gets to you automatically. I think that's fine. 
And anything uh, the general public can help with the station? Um, I don't. I don't know if we take uh, necessarily. Well, you know, we're kind of like an NPR kind of a thing. Where we'll take donations, sure. And it, where should we send those? That's info at heritageradionetwork.com. Well, thanks, Jack. Thanks. I, I really want to appreciate it. It's been a pleasure working with you for the past three months and thanks, looking for man. 2012. You, you work hard, and I just want you to know, I, you know, my 50 call-ins and 25 guests <laughs> and stuff. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Show is awesome. Um, here we are. I'm, uh, morning after you know, it's been a crazy year for me. Um, you know, I could talk about it more in 2012, but I've had a lot of stuff happen over this year. Uh, I I met um, uh, my girlfriend this year, uh, Ben Jaslik, um, and uh, I don't know. I'm just um, I'm an old guy. I'm 32 years old. I'm <laughs> extremely happy to kind of finally get to a point in my life where I, things kind of seem in that category seem seem together. Um, I got the show. I was a I was a uh, guest on Patrick Martin's show, um, uh, um, The Main Course, and I did that a bunch of times, and then he asked me to do, like, the Joan Rivers thing in the month of August to sort of, like, fill in as his guest host, uh, his co-host, too. Patrick was there, and then uh, the whole morning after thing came about, and I have to really say, um, with help of Jesse Kiefer, uh, with Jack, with everyone, Bennett helps out, with everyone that's been, you know, we, we've got to the sort of... I mean, if you follow the Google Analytics and stuff, we're one of the higher-rated shows. Not that it's a competition here. Um, <laughs> well, in my head it is, but uh, but we it's been a successful show in in the past three months. And there's a lot of people that have been um, been a part of that. And I really want to thank everyone that's been listening and emailing me and asking me for questions. Please, anything you want to hear, I will totally put on any chef that you want to talk to, um, from you know Nate Appleman to uh, Ronald McDonald. Uh, let me know, you know, straight up in an email. But the first, our first guest, we're gonna get, we're gonna get serious right now with the morning after. Um, I was home, uh, Aaron. What was it? Two weeks ago, you guys did the. It was a week ago, last Thursday, or. The, the telethon? Yeah, the telethon. I didn't want to say telethon because it... Yeah, it, yeah, that was just... It was a nonstop day of giving, and it was actually just uh, a couple days ago. It was Thursday. It was. Erin Hoover from City Harvest. Erin, uh, what is your official title over there? I'm the Associate Director of Communications. And um, I came home from work, and it was about five thirty six o'clock, and it was pretty, you know, just usual thing. And then NBC was really pushing hard for, for City Harvest, which they should, but it was going on for a long time. And then I had emailed you um, that day, but this was uh, probably weeks in the planning, and then the entire day seemed like a 24-hour day. What, what exactly were you guys doing other than the obvious stuff of donations? Yeah, we were working on it pretty much all fall. Um, it was a partnership between NBC for New York, uh, WOR Radio, and WBLS, they provided content all day, City Harvest-related content, and really pushing everyone to give to City Harvest via an 800 number. And did you guys, I mean, that is that going to go NBC National? Was that sort of a New York affiliate? It was, it was just New York. It was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with New York nonstop. The, uh, it's sort of like NBC's version of New York One. Okay, and that's on regular Channel 4, or is that uh, like that's, an app or something? It's uh, 161 on Time Warner Cable. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but NBC uh, 4, we were also on, uh, on I believe, between 3 and 4. So, so it was all of the, the New York NBC uh, stations who were promoting us, and then WOR and WBLS. We always play a tennis match with um, when we talk about how it's the best way to, for people to to donate and people you know in January you know the the, the years are over everyone um, you know who, who is working has spent a lot of money and then they forget about stuff until you know the spring or whatever but 
you know, right now, and even in January, I think people's lives are so cluttered with things that they they want to do the right thing, but they need they need an easy outlet. Uh, what are the say one or two easiest ways for somebody to contribute from in the restaurant world and in the private sector? Well, we run a lot of food drives around this time of year. Actually, I want to call out two of them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we picked up at, at Colicchio and Sons. Uh, Tom had done a food drive for us, collected 5,000 pounds of food, which is really, really special. And uh, this week, actually, uh, we're picking up from Red Rooster. So those are examples of restaurants that have run food drives for us, um, aside from you know the normal food donating that they do. Uh, in terms of what we need right now, we um, this is our busiest fundraising season, and the last week of the year is, is just so busy in terms of the money we need to bring in so if you are making that gift that end of the year gift please remember city harvest at this time i would say don't don't let it go don't say i'll do it later um we have what i would call a hunger crisis in new york right now and um, city harvest can really use everyone's support whether that's five dollars or ten dollars or five hundred dollars and they can a general public can call in and do yeah you can call um 917-351-8700 917-351-8700 or you can go to cityharvest.org to make your donation. What's like one thing over the past year that you you, you know you see it all and you kind of, you know, like any other business or um, non-NPO or something, you kind of get desensitized to it. You, you, you need to have that vision. Whether that vision comes from um, your, your boss or whoever it might be or just the organization as a whole. Is there something this year that is not sort of an Oscar moment teardropper, but is there something that you noticed this year that really makes you come in here on your day off and, you know, promote it? Because technically it's your day off and, you know, you have a ton of stuff going on, but is whether it was a donation or some something you saw that you... Can you talk about that? Sure. I mean, I you know, I, I'm out at soup kitchens and food pantries where we deliver food with some frequency, and that's not a place that a lot of New Yorkers really necessarily go unless they are going to get food. And I've had the privilege of, of meeting people, um, people who are just trying to trying to put food on the table for their families and finding that hard, and, and there's a lot of shame with that. Um, but, but these are also people who are facing things like obesity and diabetes and, and health issues as a result of eating irregularly or, or buying cheap food that's not necessarily good for you. Um, you know, meeting those people and, and putting faces to that, you know, we hear about obesity and we hear about diabetes and we hear about hunger, but but actually putting a face to it, that's something I've been able to do, and, and um, I'm grateful to be able to do that. Yeah, no, bringing up that point, you know, I, Patrick Martins, and I brought this up on the last show, had, had spoken about heritage turkeys and the idea of bringing that to the public, and the idea that, say, you know, it costs 2 or $3 more a pound, and then people, you know, in general public would say, well, you know, why, why, why we can get more turkeys if we buy the cheaper ones to more people, but, you know, that's the whole, it's not really the point. The point is, you know, this nutritious food costs a little more, and unfortunately, that's the state we work in, and why aren't people who are less fortunate able to be have access to that food um, because you know that can cut into healthcare costs and stuff like that but the, the general idea is that you know people a higher food ticket item everyone should be ex- you know have access to it right and we really put a priority at city harvest on fresh food um, 60% of what we rescue and deliver is produce uh, you know we also concentrate on low fat dairy uh, you know low fat meat um, and also teaching people how to prepare meals using the food that we give them so, um, you know, it's, it's really 
trying to trying to help the whole family and in, in, in terms of them being able to put good food on the table. Are you from? I forget from where last. Are you from Philly? Is it, where are you from originally? I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. What are you doing? Are you getting on a a plane or what are you doing this holiday season? Uh, I will be on the five ten train on Friday night to Harrisburg. Uh, Amtrak. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fun train. It's it's often you know a no, lot it's of fun. standing, it's a lot of package carrying, a lot of people being pushy, but also holiday and cheery and and yeah, it it should be it should be a fun ride. Trains are kind of glamorous in their own kind of weird way. I'm, you know, I wish that the the U.S. would sort of redo the entire. I know we talk about this all the time, but it would make it would cut down on you know costs of everything, and people are can get from you know from new york to dc in two hours and although we have the excella but anyone that's taken the excella it only really shaves 45 minutes off of you know going to boston or dc so when you get home what's like the one thing that like that you're gonna have whether it's on christmas or you smell i don't know chestnuts roasting somewhere i mean but is there something specific that when you go home it makes you feel at home in the Christmas or uh, Hanukkah, whatever you want to call it. Well, um, we bake a lot of cookies at my house, uh, okay. at my parents' house, and so I'm going to be involved in baking cookies probably that Friday night. Probably I'm going to get home. It'll be like 10 at night, and I'll start mixing up cookies. <laughs> what kind of cookies? I want to know. Uh, oh, we're, there, there's some recipe my mother found for uh, some sort of Greek orange twist cookies. Greek orange? Yeah. They're like orange flavored. What's your what's your background? Greek. What's your heritage? What's I'm well. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm actually you, German. Yeah, I'm, I'm like those people who came <laughs> in like the 1760s. That's, no, that was yeah, yeah. And migrated over there. Well, Aaron, always thank you. And we had spoken last time about uh, City Harvest coming in here at least once a month to the morning after just to kind of talk. Um, you know what's the right thing to do, um, and I I want to thank you for coming on your day off. I know you're a little bit under the weather. Um, have a great holiday. Uh, please come back in January, and we'll talk some more. Um, you're more than welcome to hang out. We're going to take a break, and we're going to go into our next segment from Momo's Sushi Shack. You know, one of the things, uh, the cool things about doing a radio show is everyone wants to hang out afterwards um, and after the show. And normally the morning after gets stuck with that tab, which is fine. But uh, one place that we have to, <laughs> uh, we o- always comes up is uh, Momo Sushi Shack. And uh, Jesse Kiefer brought it up a few weeks ago and uh, said there's this, uh, uh, what we like to say in the food world, righteous guy uh, named Phil Gilmore who runs his place next door. And then uh, I'm like, all right, so let's go. And then the the... The show ends at four, and I think you guys open. 
At six. At six, so we always try to stick around, and then we either get too drunk or something. <laughs> it gets dark here, and then you're, you know, you just kind of like you got to call in Bushwick cars, and I'm waiting, and then so finally you're here, and I know you're sort of a fixture to the the Heritage Radio Network um, community, and I, for one, I wanted to thank you for for coming in. Oh, my pleasure, man. Um, we had we were kind of going back and forth on sushi places you know I, I had worked with the nobu crew for a long time but you have an interesting uh you know when i think of uh there's a there's a documentary coming up called hero dreams of sushi yeah right now um and that's sort of the traditional thing when you think of a sushi place yeah um how did you end up opening a place in in this neighborhood a sushi restaurant well i've been in new york for 12 years and i've basically only lived in bushwick so and uh, i've worked in restaurants for 25 years and I've always wanted to open a restaurant, obviously. So <clears throat> um, I helped, you know, as one of the waiters here when Roberta's first opened up and known the owners for a long time and uh, saw their success. And it's a no-brainer, this neighborhood, you know, two years ago when I signed the lease. So, And when I got the <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Um, when, I, when we signed the lease, I had been working at Bozu. Yeah. The Japanese restaurant in Williamsburg for about three years. The other, and, the other place. No, no, it's good okay. though because, well, the thing was, was I was going to be working there when I was building this place. So I said, oh, I should just do Japanese. And the owner of that place, Makoto Suzuki, became my business partner. Oh, that's great. Um, the, the thing about sushi is uh, when you're sort of an apprentice or a uh, sous chef in the American term or, or a French term, um, they always say, when I was at Nobu, uh, the serious guys would say, we made uh Rice. Yeah. All we had to do, we cooked rice for the first year. That's all we did. We couldn't touch anything. My sushi chef did it for three years. Yeah. And when you get more the, and more he serious, only, yeah. he only cooked rice for three years. And that's a make. Or, would you say that is a make or break kind of thing? Because it's a foundation of most stuff, or is that just sort of like a hazing thing, or does it take that long? I think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's necessary to do it for three years, yeah. but it shows your dedication, I guess. You know, because the whole time you're making rice, peripherally you're you're seeing what the masters are doing. Yeah. You know, I've never actually been a chef. I've never cooked in a kitchen, but I've worked in restaurants for 25 years. And oh, it's, it was. It was Where'd you start at? Well, 25 years. What is it? What is that? I, mean, I started where, working. Where, where are you from originally? Uh, South Florida. South. Oh, yeah. So that's a service industry town. So. Yeah. So when I was 14, I started working at Little Mermaid Seafood, making you know crab sandwiches and stuff. That's awesome. And that's you know I've worked in restaurants ever since. But the thing is, is that I've never actually I've worked a little bit in a kitchen here and there. But the thing is, is that uh, one time there's this girlfriend of mine. I said I'll cook you anything you want for breakfast. And she said, "Can you Cop can you out. make yeah?" But she said, "Can you make eggs Benedict?" And I had never made eggs Benedict, and I just sat there and I kind of like kind of looked like a robot thinking. And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I can make eggs Benedict. I can make hollandaise sauce. I'd never tried it before, but I'd seen it done so many times. So, you know, I know how to do it." So you're in South Florida. How how do you migrate to New York? Um, I mean, it was via via Los Angeles, San Francisco, wow, Rome, Amsterdam, were you, were you touring, Atlanta. Were you touring with fish at that time? Yeah, you had the... <laughs> yeah, me and Modest Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> who just who just shaved his head, by the way? Really, he doesn't look anything like. I mean, if he was walking in Williamsburg right now, he would just you know he would be look like down. he used to. He would look like he you know somebody would hand him a ten speed. He wouldn't yeah. look like anyone else. <laughs> Um, no, but you got to New York. Was it when you first moved to the uh, Bushwick, this area? Or? Yeah, twelve years ago. And uh, what restaurant? Uh, what? Uh, my first job, oddly enough, 
Well, I was biding my time, and I worked at John's Pizza in Lincoln Center for about a month. Which is huge. I mean, that's a yeah. volume. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you know, first month in New York, and then after that, I got a job at Diner. That was my first job. Which, you know, a lot of people don't even talk about Diner anymore, but Diner was like a landmark restaurant oh, in Williamsburg, and just in, in general, uh, it doesn't get a, it, it doesn't get brought up as much as it, as it should. Yeah. Um, you know, Williamsburg was a neighborhood that was changing, but... Diner when you were there was it sort of it's still you know it's still a great restaurant but well they was, where, you you work for what group now I uh, well Balthazar I, group right? well yeah um, well I, you know the owners of Diner yeah those guys used to work in well, yeah everyone came from uh, Keith McNally <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean there's like three or four people that were in New York um, and especially if you worked in the 80s or early 90s and you know they they spread the seeds of you know all the new restaurants also tours. Colin from Dresler and Dumont did D- yeah I yeah. mean you can uh, yeah. you know it's funny it's yeah. like the the you know the Kevin Bacon game except you know it's <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Um, but di- di- I mean, could you talk diner? I mean, because that's what was that like at that place? Because I'm fascinated by. by oh, that back right. then it was, yeah, it was it was wild, right? I mean, it was also like back then it was a tight knit group because there wasn't a lot of people around here. There was no restaurants. That was the only cool restaurant in Williamsburg besides maybe like Peter Luger's. You know, no. not that that's cool, but you know, um, it was it was a time and a place. It was the beginning of Williamsburg, in my opinion. What you know? what um do you do you frown on people that order sashimi? Do I frown? I mean, is that like a like is, is sushi and sashimi? But I feel like sometimes if I sit at the sushi bar and I order sashimi, I feel like it's the loophole or something. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, it makes me happy because because it, it's less right. You know, it's, it's the same price, yeah. but it's less yeah. less thing. And I was looking at your menu. There's a lot of like out of the box, honestly, out of the box, but just different stuff. You got to see the special menu though, because I mean, our, our regular menu is great, but we do we do crazy stuff. On That's what specials. Jesse was telling me. She said you sit yeah. down and you know you come in and it's just. It's fun because it, it it harkens on this like you know it's a it's a, it's a sushi restaurant but then there's a, a family kind of environment where a lot of sushi places um, tend to have a cold yeah. end even though the the service like if you go to yeah. Jubako or something like that the, the service is really good but it seems kind of cold yeah um, well that's that's kind of the fun thing is that it, you know we, we 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 definitely take our food very seriously you know um, but. You know, I, I sometimes people come in and they take the food a little too seriously, yeah. and they start. You know, it'll be noisy, or it'll be you know this or that, or the other, and they'll you know the, like the the rice will be a little too warm or a little bit too cold, and they'll be and like seriously, I don't I don't. Ever, people come in and say, uh, "Oh, we, please, we, can you give me my? Uh, if you call me, yeah. and I'll come and just point them out. I'll I'll talk to them when they no no the no. And like you know, like I I kind of like try to be diplomatic, and it gets to the point. So sometimes I'm like, we are in fucking Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we are yeah. literally. I've literally said the words. I don't want to be crass, and I don't no. want to be rude to any of my guests. I want you know, I'm in the service industry, but I say we are across the street from Boar's Head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. everyone's like the gold standard yeah. of uh, Boar's Head. You yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> Boar's Head's in Florida too, right? Isn't Boar's it? Head's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when you were a kid and like, but Boar's you know, Head the, in, the international like that's the station the, is that right is there. right there. That's right the big door. one. Yeah. You just make the left, but uh, and how business is is it's, amazing. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. Do you guys open for lunch? Uh, yeah, from uh, from noon to three thirty. And delivery? No, never. Is that because of like the traveling thing? With I have a very small kitchen, and you no, know, so and you also you couldn't handle it. I mean, yeah. in terms of volume and no. stuff. And if so, uh, not reservations. Or what? What we do? We do reservations for like tasting menus. Okay. And, and what number should they call? Seven one eight four one eight six 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 six. And your your operating hours Monday through Sunday. Is it the same? Uh, yeah, it's uh, six. We open at six for dinner, and we uh, we are open eleven o'clock, and then Friday and Saturday until midnight. You said you were going to stay in studio for the entire yeah, sure. thing because we 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 have a hip hop group here, and you said you wanted to do a beatbox yeah, gonna... <clears throat> or something. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> 
That's really good. That's really that's really good. Guys, can you uh, introduce yourselves? Yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, uh, we're gonna pick the mi- uh, some volume up on your mic. Well, let's Here we go. Let's get this get bad boy closer. We're gonna we're just. Uh, Let me get to know her. Uh, um, I'm Gentelic, and um, I'm I'm one half of Genitari, and this is my counterpart. My name is Peter Park. Peter Park, her. I'm one quarter of uh, the music group, genitarimusicgroup.com. Our other quarter couldn't uh, couldn't make it because it's actually a Python. We're gonna call her in. And yeah. but Vito, we know each other, kind of, right? In this in a sense, do we know each? We yeah, know? We, I know you, Jason. I mean, well, you know me. Well, we knew. Um, yeah, exactly. Can I do. we I, shout I, out I, Sean? Yeah, please. No, no, no. I want to shout out Sean Scotties, uh, Ghost Street Restaurant Group coming up. Opening question mark. 2013. Um, yes, when the Hobbit opens, that's when a restaurant. Uh, we were uh, we were talking. We knew each other. You used to work so for my house, M A I. Um, yeah, Myriad Restaurant Group. And Phil, this Nobu. is the whole this is the whole Nobu thing. I worked in the bowels of Tribeca Grill for about four years <laughs> with the gentleman Tim Van Hollig. And the thing about the Myriad Group with Juniperon is um, everything kind of operationally is run from the basement of Tribeca Grill. Yeah. Nobu's kind of like graduated and become its own thing but in the beginning when I was there we were doing a lot of work with them um, in my house which was with Michael Bow um, opened up and uh, they these guys these kids would come to my office at like 4.45 on a Friday when I was like ready to shoot out and be like hey man yeah so can you do it yeah I was like hey can I get some ice man Wang sent us over that? to get ice yeah Wang, Wang told me I could get ice from you what are you Jason? Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, you know, I'm ready to walk out the door at 5 o'clock and then, we, you know, be a party or something. But, you know, strangely enough, through the, the producing stylings of uh, Jesse Kiefer, who we're actually going to interview today, um, who's done an amazing job here for the morning after, um, we're going to go into uh, a break. But, J- uh, Jack, hold off on the, um, the music because I want these guys to do one of their songs, all right. possibly. But so we're going to have to, everyone in the audience, all 10,000 strong, please relax. We have to we have to do some logistical stuff. We have to balance out the, the, the volume on everybody. You guys have your – this is it, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, so just get that track ready. I'm ready. All right, we're going to – you have to get your – uh, yes, for this, so let's do that. Okay, hold on one second here. Let me pull up the Pro, du- Pro Tool Suite uh, 10.0. Um, <laughs> Logic yeah. Studio. Plug. Okay, we're in here. So, guys, can you pull up? Um, I think it's queued up here. All right, so everyone here listening, we're going to go out on the uh, this track here from Genitari, and then we're going to come back with our next guest, 86list.com, and then we're going to interview uh, Jesse Kiefer. Uh, ready to go. go for it. Let's do it. Old school, new school, everybody hate. Trying to tell an MC how to dominate. We got feet that's fresher, no pressure. But we all rub believe we're gonna get ya. Jack on pretty people, I'm a lunatic. Got juice in my boots, that's clock tick tick. Got your cocky flowing in the club, the bass is growing. All the ladies, they be jumping in my bed. What's that? Penthouse party raging, let the tiger out the cage and black white Puerto Rican Asian do the man. Yeah. They're my drink, you ice, time my homies to be nice, cause at night you come twice in my party. We bounce like ping pong posse Run shit backwards like we Rossi Cause you know what? It's a party with my friend, friend, friends Bushwick Good morning Good morning after How you doing? I got a tatty And my body And a shouting To my legs Come on, boom Let's do it. Feeling good. I need some Advil. 
dynamite. No, I'm serious. Snap, clap, dynamite. I really need like three of them. Snap, clap, dynamite. Boom, snap, clap, dynamite. She the kind of girl that I know I like. Yeah. We're in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Then we like it. That's right. Snap that dynamite. Go boom. Snap that dynamite. Boom. Snap that dynamite. Here we go. This is dance break. Put your hands together. Put your knees together. Put your hands together. Put your knees together. Go hands together. Put your knees together. Go hands together. Put your knees together. Go, 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 go. Genetine. Neighbors. What's good? That's a joint, and we're out. Boom, snap, clap, dynamite, boom, boom. Good looking out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here at Carnegie Hall. Wow, look at all these friendly faces. Oh, wow, that was awesome. Uh, Kiefer, get uh, coming off the studio here, Jess. Um, wow, that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks uh, are you going to do another track? Sure. Um, that was actually, I, I really do like the uh, the morning after work in there. The two Advil or three Advil. <laughs> Usually, it's Talon Pam. We're going to go into <laughs> 86list.com. Laura Wirtz, are you there? I'm here. Laura, we're at 86list.com. Hot job of the week. Laura, what's going on in the city? This economy is really bad. You can be laid off at any minute, but what's going on in the world? All right. Well, I, I think I have a couple jobs out there. Um, this week's hot jobs, actually jobs, come from Daniel Belude's Dynex Group. Uh, he is looking for both savory and pastry cooks of all levels of experience at all of their restaurants. That includes Restaurant Danielle. Cafe Balud, DB Bistro, Bar Balud, DBGB, Balud Food, and a pastry. What a clean house over there! That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I, I get, don't know. No, what's going no, on. no, it's just it's that busy. I feel like in New York City restaurants. Wait, what? And is that is that what's the other job? Or is that everything? Well, that's oh, I mean that's that's. I mean a that's lot a lot. Of, that's a lot of stuff. Um, and who you know, uh, Laura? Let's we don't ever get to talk anymore. I feel like we're only on for about forty five <laughs> seconds. Um, I know. 86list.com, 86list.com. Follow you guys on Twitter. Um, but can you talk about your service? Is? Absolutely. That okay, was my so hip hop thread. 86list.com is a website that we created for New York City restaurant and hospitality individuals and restaurants. Um, we're looking to create a community for the people that are looking for jobs and the people that are hiring them and just in general. Uh, build a community for so that everyone can reach out and talk to each other in the industry. It is New York City specific. Uh, we also do upstate and Long Island and some New Jersey, but we're really trying to create a local community online. Yeah, but can you? I would hate to limit it to New York because you guys you guys do everywhere. No, I mean you kind of growing. 
Oh, I think you can take a picture. Well, of me. I mean, Sorry. every once in a while we'll get some jobs on uh, from other cities, but really what we're trying to do is focus on you know this city because it's such a dynamic place to be working. And you're are you headed to uh, Pennsylvania? What are you doing for the holidays? Well, I heard I heard that Aaron uh, goes to Harrisburg. I choose to not take the train. I normally rent a car and drive to Elkton, Pennsylvania. Wait, you rent it in um, Brooklyn, though? Isn't it super expensive, or you do a zip car? Yeah, well, zip cars worse because, you know, it's normally an hourly thing. Yeah. I rent a car. It's kind of expensive, but, I mean, with my schedule and the people I travel with, my sister's also in the city, it just makes sense for us to rent a car and go down for three days. Um, probably not going home for Christmas this year. I think it may be New Year's Eve. What about co- what, that weekend. what about cookies? What's going on in the cookie category? It seems like baking is baking huge in Pennsylvania. I mean, I know it is in a sense, but to me, when I think of baking, I think of um, New England. I think of the South. But uh, Pennsylvania yeah, I mean, seems- well, with my family, uh, half of my family is Italian, so we have a lot of cookies um, every year. Struffle. You know? Stru- no, Struffle? yeah, we do, you know what? We don't normally do that. We, sometimes it's around, but. It's not really a tradition in our family for Christmas. It's kind of like opium. There are a lot of cookies, but we also always make, weirdly enough, homemade vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce. And do you guys use real Tahitian vanilla beans, or what do you guys do? How do you, are you serious? You, you have an ice cream maker in your house? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We have one of those old-fashioned ones, but it's electric, and it makes, I think, like 10 gallons of ice cream. You know, I hate those old-fashioned electric things. I like nuclear-powered stuff. It's more modern to me. <laughs> um, Laura, Laura Words, thanks. 86list.com. Once again, thanks for the year. Uh, you're, you know, you're here every Sunday. You call in. I just want to thank you for your commitment, your loyalty to the morning after. Um, and we'll talk to you. We're going on a hiatus for, for two weeks. I will be in Hawaii um, uh, for those two weeks on hiatus. Um, just hanging out, you know, that's what you do when you're on hiatus. You have to go yeah, you know, to those right. exotic places. But thanks again, and uh, from talk to you next in three weeks. Three weeks, wow, look All at right. that. All right, well, and thank you again. You know, we really appreciate you let us get out there on your show. So Anytime. 86list.com, follow them on Twitter. We're going to go right now into the producer of the morning after, uh, Jesse Kiefer. Hi, Jason, how you doing? What's up, kid? Not, thanks not for coming much. in. I know you're under the weather, too. I don't know. It's going around. Yeah, we have like a triage here in the uh, this thing <laughs> with everybody. Um, you, uh, we met. Um, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit. We met a long time ago when I used to come into Tawar, mm-hmm. and we kind of we had a, a connection, if you will. And just in terms of we, we kind of were friendly in that weird like serv- we're, I worked in service, you worked in service. We liked wine puns together. Yes, yes. We had uh, the week of um, wine. Uh, we, we the uh, there was su- the half hour of uh, Hunter Bizzuri and. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, the fall of Falangina. There you go. These different varietals with things and trying to September of Schiava. Really witty, and then we kind of talked about this very uh, huge show that I kind of wanted to do, which you know I have a lot of time in January (laughs) to produce something like that. But then you had come, you had emailed me and said that you you have a huge background in um, in producing um, in radio, and that was you studied that in school, and Mm -hmm. you went to ASU or yeah, I went to the Walter Cronkite School. Um, and, uh, yeah, studied broadcast journalism. I actually, I didn't do tons of radio, but I've always loved radio so much. I did a lot more television, but kind of like the raw quality that radio has. And so I'm super excited to be doing this with you right now. Are you having fun? I, re- I mean, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, I, I think it's the, the best part about doing the show is 
just the what the show is about for a lot of people is just meeting different people and i try to leave it open to anyone you know a lot of the things that we talk about are uh industry people that are artists essentially and um what is the one thing you hate if somebody comes to your table and asks you you know is this the only thing you do what is well, i think mostly they say like are you still in school or you yeah. know like so what else do you do and, you know i mean obviously there are other things i do but i take my I take my restaurant industry job really, really seriously, and yeah. it is a career, and it's fantastic. But now doing this with you, it's like such a perfect way to marry like two all of my yeah my my experience in the restaurant industry and then my experience in in broadcast. So Phil, do you have a lot of people that work for you that that are you know act, you know actors or do other stuff? And well, um, I I love my staff so much, and I told them for Christmas I'm going to uh, make a big sign that I hope you fail at all of your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want them anybody to to, to succeed because then they'll quit because you know I have an opera singer <laughs> I have a writer I have somebody that's getting you know you know two, two different people working on their PhDs and you know and and I love them all so much that I I want them to fail so they never quit no but there's always been a great <laughs> marriage and I think this is sort of the past uh, ten to fifteen years of the the golden age of restaurant tours enabling staff to do it I think in the past it was it was like coming over cut cutthroat and I just think because the the it was like anything else just restaurateurs that had businesses were weren't raised and sort of you know in a different environment um, but they realized that if they allowed uh, people to have time off that these people would be more loyal to them mm. and if they work with their schedules um, you know you'd have a really solid servant he took the thing thing serious and the entire industry is based on in New York City is based on people having you know other things going on, and you know what? It's not just the art world. You know, it's other it's other things. But Jess, what are you doing? Are you going up to the Cape for? Uh... No, I'm actually going to spend my my first Christmas in New York City. You guys are going to Balthazar? Is it Balthazar? Yeah, we're going to go to Balthazar for Christmas Eve, and then haven't really worked out Christmas Day, but I think I want to make crab legs. That's mm. like that's my like celebration. What meal, kind? So. What kind of crab legs? Just snow crab. I just go down to what? Chinatown and I get them. They're like seven ninety nine yeah. a pound, and they're just as good as Red Lobster. Everything is seven. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but um, That's big. but just I'd like to invite you out to the um the compound in my parents' place um in in Jersey in uh, Hawaii. Well, there. Well, no, I'm going to be in Hawaii, but I have to see you know my parents. You know, it's gonna, it's 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 TV people, it's radio people. It's just crazy. It's just hi, it's hiatus stuff. Um, other anything you've learned? What should we expect in 2012? Do we have a meatball shop? Is that our first big thing? Absolutely. Is that confirmed? Yeah, yeah. We have we have meatball shop. Um, both of them, uh, Michael and Daniel, uh, are going to be coming in, and then um, I'm really excited. We have Abe Schoner, who is um, the winemaker for Scolium Project. Oh yeah, um, and I think that's going to be really exciting. That's going to be like towards the end of January. And there's a ton of video content we're doing. So if uh, great restaurateurs like Phil would open up their place for us to come in and do an interview, we're going to try to do some streaming content um, with the morning after. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. But I, one on the behalf, I say this every show. I just want to thank you for all your hard work. I know. Thank you for you your know, hard work. Under, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, we're going to take a break, and this is going to be a normal. Uh, break here we're not going to have anybody singing we're going to do that at the end as much as I love it Um, and we're going to come back with uh, John Magazzino who Phil knows Come here 
Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, everything, unicorns, everything you believe in, the the ring to rule them all. I um, do believe in unicorns. Whatever you, yes. <laughs> whatever you believe in. I, Aaron, Aaron, thank you. Um, have a good holiday, everyone who's leaving the City Harvest. Thank you for oh. your time. We'll talk. Uh, this is the morning after. This is our sort of Christmas, sort of very informal, um, but high-profile guests. Um, I'm going to go into our next guest, uh, John Magazino. John. Hi, how are you? What's up, man? How's how it you going? doing, Jason? Um, I, I have to inter- just kind of introduce you a little bit because if anyone walks into a specialty shop or into a restaurant and always sees this sort of weird product, specifically from Italy or something that you normally don't see, and you're like, where does this thing come from? Like, I've never seen this before. Um, and you, somebody else will take credit for it. There's a, a specific person that has relationships with people, specifically in Europe. His name is John Magazino. Um, I've been working with this guy for about six years. He had a company. He'll talk about it in the interview. But um, that John, I mean, John, you're essentially, you know, if you don't go to day-to-day operations, that's what you're good at, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm just passionate about food, and uh, I've spent the last close to 15 years just kind of traveling the world and finding great food products and and bring them to great chefs and, and store owners that uh, really love uh, having high-quality products. And where, where are you working now, currently? Uh, right now I'm at uh, a great company, Baldor Specialty Foods, still based in the Bronx, where yeah. I've been for about 15 years. And, uh, yeah. And the thing about Baldor for people who um, aren't sort of, you know, tune in and are an industry, are, uh, this is a company that is uh, specifically kind of in the Northeast. They do some stuff down South, but any produce um, on, a, on a major scale with an artisanal uh, edge to it comes from Baldor, and they do a lot of different things. Um, and if you deal with companies every day, especially in the produce world, they're, they're the top of their game. Um, and John deals with the uh, more fringe uh, products and also the everyday stuff. Is, is, that, is that true? Yeah. I mean, I'll deal with any... I really... I always try to look for things that are best in their class. And Baldor, I mean, is a great story. actually came out of Balducci's, the, yeah. you know, the famous, you know... Uh, retail store on 6th Avenue, Manhattan. It started in the, the late 80s uh, with a guy named Kevin Murphy. Yeah. It's a family-owned business. They really became known for the outstanding quality produce and some of the first people to bring in these you know, Italian pro- produce items and different greens and different mushrooms from France and all over the world. And they established this amazing reputation with the great restaurants and the great chefs, and the business just grew and grew and grew. So do a lot of a lot of the, the smaller producers, um, do they come to you or you in your travels, do you find things and you just taste them and you're like, I have to start carrying this product? You know, it's, it happens two different ways. Uh, one of the ways it happens is a lot of the great chefs, the Michael Whites of the world, the Andrew Carmelanis, even you know, David Chang, Daniel Balud, they'll travel anywhere from California to, to France to Sweden to Hong Kong. And they'll come back to me and say, hey, John, I just had this product. You know, can you see if you can find it? And so that'll start a search for food products that way. And, the other, you know, that, and that, that's a lot of what we do. And then the other thing is I'm lucky and fortunate enough at this point to be able to travel myself around the world. And you know, I'll go visit a famous chef in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, and I'll get turned on to looking for certain products that he's using there that are really in vogue. And, 
and travel all the way into you know north of the Arctic Circle sometimes to find these. No, you. I mean, you bring up a good point about larger companies um, in terms of able to bring product to market um, with smaller producers. And everybody would always kind of like say bad things about companies that uh, you know are larger and they don't have the, this quality. But you know, on the other side of that, you you can go to uh, you know a small village in Italy and import a specific. Um, I don't know what the deals, but that uh, the pasta mancini. Um, yes, yep. th- that stuff is outstanding, and I don't know where you guys are at, th- but that's one like the first thing I think of. Um, yeah, that's uh, like you guys can sort of support you know entire villages and stuff. A- and absolutely, if- we're, yeah, we you know we I, again I don't necessarily look you know I'm not we're, we're not in the charity business. We love to no. work with small farmers. We love to work with small producers. There's a lot of small farmers and small producers whose product just quite frankly isn't great. Yeah. And so what we're always, you know, again, the eye is always on highest quality, best in class. And if it's a pasta producer and they happen to be small and come from, you know, a little village in the market region and they're doing this great product, we want it. And we also want to make sure that, you know, because we do, you know, we're feeding New York City, uh, that they, they grow responsibly when they start to grow their business because it really can, like you just said, it, it, they, they can, uh, you know, employ their their entire village there and that has some pros and cons if they grow too rapidly and i've seen this happen a lot <laughs> they can lose it and they don't have any product for you anymore yeah they, they can't have product and the quality starts to decline too which is you know unfortunate so we got to make sure when we develop a partnership and we love working with small people who have an eye on on what they're doing and maybe we'll dedicate the product to just one restaurant we've done that plenty of times and watch them grow in a really conscientious way and and make sure the product quality doesn't fall apart as they get bigger. Now, you, you just came aboard Baldor recently, and so I'm sure now, you know, it takes some time to get stuff to, to market. Um, so in 2012, is there anything specifically um, that, you know, we should look out for that you've, you know, relationships that you've started since you started with Baldor? Sure. I mean, we're, uh, a big focus, what I'm going to be doing in 2012 is, and this is more for the restaurants than the retail stores, but... We're doing things like guided uh, farmer's market buying for the restaurants, which means, you know, it's really nice if you shop at the, uh, the green market in Union Square or one of the other green markets in New York City or, or in the surrounding area. But if your restaurant isn't conveniently located to that spot, yeah. it's tough to shop there. So I'm, I'm doing a project where I meet chefs from outside of the city or outside of a, a comfortable zone to get to the green market. They show up. They can take the train over. We'll shop the market. They'll get everything they need, and then we'll have a truck, a Bowser right. truck, swing by and deliver it right to their restaurant. So that's a really nice thing. Other things we're working on outside of uh, that are we've started a big wild mushroom program, which is worldwide now in its scope, and you know we're importing things from as far away as South Africa and beyond, uh, and you know also working with people up in Vermont and, and Oregon and Washington. So. So we spoke briefly uh, like two weeks ago about possibly you calling in, you know, once every or once every two weeks. Just kind of give, uh, you know, we have a lot. Of, I guess the majority of listeners in the morning after are um, restaurant operators and, and individuals, um, and sometimes they forget, you know, kind of what's going on if they're not day to day purchasing. But um, you know, is that something you'd be interested in doing? Maybe call every other week and kind of give us. Oh, yeah, just like a, I would love to give you the market updates and, and let you know what's going strong. 
we can even talk about that today a little bit. If you yeah, want. what's uh, I know citrus is in, is happening, uh, but you know, yep. brief, briefly, uh, just can you, yeah, give us a sh- uh, what's up. Well, I mean, for this particularly for this week, because you got the holidays coming up, um, there's a big focus. We're getting towards the end of the fresh truffle season, but uh, fresh white truffles are really banging right now. Black winter truffles actually started very strong this week, so. Um, anybody who's looking to do anything very festive for Christmas or New Year's, obviously, uh, that's going to be available. Uh, I got out of you know the ca- focusing on caviar in the last couple of years. Me but, too. Uh, Baldor does has a strong caviar program, and the reason I got out was because of what was happening to the the wild population of, of sturgeon. Yeah. However, the, the stuff that's being farm raised now is really getting to be a great quality so again for new year's eve wow uh, so you guys are counting ca- i didn't i didn't know that that's one yeah, that's yeah. A- so the farm-raised caviars are absolutely gorgeous and then like you just mentioned citrus from italy citrus from california really starting to hit its peak cool and uh, yeah those are a few of the things that that we're focused on right now all right so next time we'll talk is in january so a couple of things uh if you want if you're a restaurateur and you're dealing with another company you wanted to uh, start a um program with baldor it just go to baldor.com or is there a number they should call or yeah uh i mean they can always call us at 718-860-9100 or visit you know the website is baldorfood.com b-a-l-d-o-r food with no s.com and uh yeah John, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. I'm super proud about all the stuff you're doing over at um, at Baldor. Uh, we'll talk in January. Okay, I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks. It was really an honor to be on. We love the show. So anytime, man. Keep it up. <laughs> Phil's talk point. Phil's point. I mean, what's up, Phil? Oh, I got. I got to take off. Oh no, that's cool. No, yeah. we'll get. We have like two more minutes, but Phil's gonna leave. Yeah. Uh, Phil, thanks again. Thank we'll, you so much. You uh, have to eat at the restaurant, please. I, well, we will. Too. We'll come yeah, there. We'll totally come. Good. We'll try to get there. At, if, what is if, it, you, if you guys right can, here. if you guys can stay here and drink for uh, two hours and twelve minutes. I, I come will. On over. Yeah, it's <laughs> I hundred percent will. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. I'll see you. Um, so we have Janatara here. Jason. Oh yeah. So uh, we we have a couple of minutes, um, and then we're gonna go out on your last song. But um, uh, how, so how did you go? Wait, what's up? How do you? you you're a kid we, from Vermont. I'm and, a kid from Kentucky. And Kentucky. We actually we grew up in the golden age of hip hop. I grew up in the golden age of hip hop. I actually grew up in the golden age of MGM musicals. I didn't come to hip hop until my twenties. Um, <laughs> I'm a prodigal musician. But we uh, we work with the same restaurant group currently, which is the Highlands Restaurant Group. I work at a restaurant called Mary Queen of Scots. Which is a Scotch focused bar. Yeah, I know it's um, so hot right now. On the Lower East Side, and Pete works at Highlands, which is in the West Village. Holla! Uh, we met, though, working at um, a Southeast Asian restaurant called Beetle in the West Village. Oh. Adam Woodfield, what up, man? Adam Woodfield, how you doing? Did they spell it Beetle or actually like Beetle? B-E-T-E-L, like the Beetle Leaf. Okay. Or the Beetle Nut. That's weird. I'm mostly an actor and a comic, and Pete's been doing the music thing for a while. I do other forms of music, but had definitely not made... Go on, go on. Made rap um, a, a goal on my trajectory, but we met and talked and we're joking around and I had just hit it off. Yeah, we hit it off as friends. I mean, we're like brother and sister, and we started making music together. Now, hit it off is that a hip hop term? Yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's street a 90s term. term. That's a street okay. term. Because hit it off to me means something else. I'm sorry. But, no, well, not not we not didn't. Like that. Oh, you're just not friends. On, that'd be okay, incestuous. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We got the girlfriend in the room, and my girlfriend's in another room. Yeah. Yeah. We're all friends. trying to get some controversy here at the moment. No, no, Ooh. none of that, none of that. It's pretty G-rated. No, no. So you guys, camp. so that kind of, and then 
you decided I mean how long have you guys been producing music about a music oh about a music about a, about a year about a music yeah about, one, about one music about ago a, about one music ago <laughs> we started music and a half I've been doing it for like uh, about 20, 26 years yeah Pete's been in the game I've been in the performance game my whole life this Pete's girl can sing the... like crazy too her mom's a, an incredible singer which um, is good you have a foundation yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of traditional Thanks music me. you're not just kind of going out there no, you no. know doing stuff you have a foundation of I definitely stuff. do Jen does too just from that from her family right and um yeah. but i i went to uh i went to school of audio engineering in new york so i went to kind of hone my producing skills i'm definitely first and foremost a producer before a rapper but i was teaching kids how to rap when i was 16 years old he the, makes all the, the beats stop. so that's kind of oh, yeah it's yeah. a 50 50 situation typically how we write is he'll he'll bring me like an endless library of of beats and then yeah we'll, we'll just, just kind of yeah build build songs on top of them do you remember reverb did you remember that like old program? Are you doing stuff on Garage? Oh, pro- the remember program? that old program Reverb? We use Logic, on? baby. I don't think so. Logic. I, I, is that what you do? I used Fruity Loops from, from the Fruity beginning. Loops. It was Fruity crazy. Loops yeah, Fruity Loops three point one four was my was my jump off, and now I use Logic pretty much exclusively. And do you, you write the? This is always a hip hop thing. Do you write the beat? Nice. First, or do you have the lyrics? Great. Well, right now, I tr- I actually usually come up with. Um, the beat either in my head and I'll beatbox it and then sam- or, and I have a keyboard that I have a it's a Yamaha Porta sound so I can beatbox into the microphone and it automatically key maps what I do on the keyboard so I can play it in different different uh, speeds and I kind of start the beat now with with a drum drum beat and I get inspired from that and I'll come up with uh, chords it'll either start with chords or a beat never never really the the words first all right and you guys performing anywhere in the next you know, next year or yeah. other than the morning after, because you will, I will have you back. We're pretty, we're pretty excited. There's a couple things in the work right now. We've got, um, we have separate projects that we're focused on right now. So Genitari's been on a bit of a hiatus, but Pianos has invited us back to do sort of oh, a, a, cool a monthly joint. Yeah, so we're gonna start a yeah. monthly party at Pianos, um, TBA. But you can go to genitari.com, which has yeah. our entire performance schedule on it. Hello, we're getting started, sorry, sorry, started back so again in January, so and, we're gonna hit it hard. And feel free to. Call me and in, in, uh, let me know any future projects yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, well, we're going to go into for a sure. song called Boom, Snap, Clap. Ooh. No, this one's, Dynamite? we did that before. Oh, that was what we Sorry. did before. This Sorry. one's called Hate Money. Yeah. I hate, oh, you know, yes, Hate Money. Uh, we hold on, we're going to queue it's it up. It's ironic. We're going to queue it up here, and then we're going to go right into the end of the show and close out. But I wanted to thank everyone for a great 2011 Heritage Radio. Jack Ginsley, Jesse Kiefer, uh, Bennett Jaslik, Jason Colucci, love that guy. Uh, my parents, uh, Albert, Phyllis Colucci, Nicole Colucci, all my big listeners, everyone for helping out in any way in 2011. We're going to go out here, and what a better way to go out is a hip hop song. I love this stuff. Let's do it. Uh, my old job. Hold on, we're going to pull it up. Chill. Love Christmas. Hey, money. Come on. Oh, sorry. One second, technical stuff here. We're going to plug in. Very. We gotta push I have a now. Wordsworth recitation for the interlude. Just kidding. Chill. That's right. Ah. Chill. Hey. Hey. I hate money. I ain't playing. Love a high. Yeah, we do play. Okay. Nah. 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 Let's go. I've been dreaming in my head, yeah. About the fire just between us, the shit that you said. The signals on the board got red, I'm tripping. 
focus on my dreams instead Who's dipping all the heat up in my treats? I'm gone one player Signals fire, now it's dire over there I be the one who on the playgrounds don't share Head in the class, goat on my neck, good hair It's a chorus with them. I'm crazy and she's saying Okay. Okay. Oh, One more time. I hate money, I ain't playing uh-uh. uh-uh. With them I okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hey, let's go You want your money flow? What? Let me tell y'all here what I know, what I know. You pushing daddy's row hey. Got caught two times ago, it's comical word. word But pull your pants up, it's, it's illogical Hurt Like Bernie made up, it's impossible Don't do it To reverse the a curse of what you done I change again Before your head gets money Don't spend your Shake them dreams. Hey, Genesis, let's go. I hate money, I ain't playing. I fly high in the air with them planes. Get in a wood that she saying. We had dreaming in my head, dog. Dang. I hate money, I ain't playing. I fly high in the air with them Just go, just go. Can't hear a word that she saying. Then dreaming in my head, dog. That's what's up. Shout out, man, for us, too. Neighbors. Next. See you next year, morning after. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.